It's been a while since I recorded one of these in my car, but this morning I am on my way to a martial arts practice. Well, sort of. We're, we're rolling mats today. If you don't know, I, I practice Iaido, and one of the things we do is tamashigiri, which is cutting uh, straw, gra uh, bamboo grass mats, and um, to test our sword techniques to make sure that we're practicing sufficiently because if you're not cutting correctly then your sword is not going to go through the the mat you'll actually get resistance it might even just completely get stuck in the mat halfway through your cut and so because of covid we haven't really been uh practicing so much but my sensei is moving and so we're, we're having a properly social distance with mask uh, get together before he leaves in which we're rolling some of these mats uh, for cutting practice so I'll probably end up bringing those home and cutting them up myself uh, later because I have it's a um, practice sword there's two kinds of practice swords there's like a cheap one that you can get that's sharp which you can use for cutting stuff and these are we call them beater blades at least in my dojo and that's not because we're like trying to beat them up and treat them without respect or anything like that. It's more that they're they're inexpensive, like mine only cost a hundred dollars. They're designed for just practicing and because they're not very well made, they will wear out very fast. That's why they're, we call them beater blades. And so I have one of those that I will use to practice my own cutting uh, in in my backyard. I just make my children stay inside and have my wife lock the door for a bit so they won't come out and I get uh, just a little chop pappy on the bamboo grass. So transition from that, I um, my, my right hand still hurts but I found a video on YouTube the other day. I uh, gotta, gotta love uh, some self-education on YouTube. The video was about, it was by a chiropractor who was, I think he was either in Singapore or Taiwan or something like that. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but he was using a, a Chinese soup spoon and some uh, massage lotion to help uh, essentially like roll out some knots from a guy's, guy's hand in the same place where I've been experiencing pain. And said it's a kind of a common injury for people who do sports and I, I it hadn't even occurred to me that I could potentially look into like a sports medicine chiropractor or professional to help me figure this out and so I saw him doing that with the soup spoon I was like oh you know I can give that a shot and uh, so I, uh, I I mean I don't have a Chinese soup spoon at home but I started looking around things I did have things that could potentially perform similarly and hopefully get similar results and what I found like first I used just a like a I had a dry drywall marker that one that wasn't good anymore for writing and so I was using that <clears throat> and uh, I've got four kids so you know we've got a little bit of baby uh, lotions baby oil so I put a little the bit, bit of the baby oil on my hand and just started rolling it out with one of the markers and that actually helped a fair bit I was able to like kind of kind of make a fist by the end of the night that it hurt less but before I went to bed that night I found a little Fisher-Price toy it's it's a block like uh, just a kind of a typical block 
but it's got rounded edges and but it's not like super round they're just kind of like gently round rounded edges and so I was like this looks like it might work really well and so I've been using this little Fisher Price block to uh, try to work some of the knots out in my hand and that that little block has been at least for the past couple of days doing some wonderful things for my hand like I, I have I went to bed last night being able to make a fist and it didn't hurt like and that, that is the first time I can say that within weeks and weeks of probably a few months even I, I was able to make a fist with my right hand and it didn't hurt in fact I am holding my phone with my right hand right now while I'm driving and it's not hurting either and so I, I am hopeful that this will continue to um, show some results. Now, I, I've been attending a training by Ping Jun, his implementation week. And one of the questions I asked him was like, well, how do I take like this challenge I'm having with my hands and turn it into something that I can make relatable so I can help other people using this story? Because well, one of the things I am doing is I've got a YouTube channel where I'm kind of like chronicling my journey of learning to draw with my left hand and I don't plan to stop doing that just because my uh, right hand suddenly is in less pain because I mean I, I could just I could start using my right hand but I I mean just because the muscles are feeling better doesn't mean the right hand is fully recovered it still needs time to finish getting better and so one of the things I want to do is I want to make sure I give my hands sufficient time to uh, finish getting better so I can actually utilize it long term, not just like in the immediate short term. <clears throat> so, but anyways, I asked Peng Jun this question, is like, how can I share this with people in a way that will be relatable to them? Because I mean, not everyone's going to care so much about the story of like, hey, uh, I, I, uh, couldn't draw with my right hand anymore so I'm learning to draw with my left and he said more it's primarily a story about being able to do something and then not being able to do it anymore and then being able to be adaptable and knowing how to pivot and inspiring others with the story so that they can see oh this is a person who faced a struggle and rather than just saying oh my right hand is not good anymore uh, I just I can't do this at all now instead he looked at what he still had what resources were still available to him and he made a decision to continue to do things using his left hand because that was a resource that was available to him he didn't simply say I can't do this anymore instead he said I, I can still do this it, I'm just going to have to do this a little differently. And so from there, I would take my story and be like, help other people see that you still have resources that are available to you. You still have things that you can do in order to continue to move forward with your life, to continue to do the things that are important to you. You've just got to learn to look at it from a different angle. You've got to learn to look at it rather than something like, oh, my right hand is injured, so I just can't do this anymore. You've got to be able to look at it like, well, my right hand is injured, but I still have my left hand, so I can do that. Or, f for example, like uh, someone, 
I, I would never, I, I never want to experience anything like being paralyzed from the waist down. But how many people out there have been paralyzed from the waist down? And they look at themselves and like, well, I've still got, I've still got my hands. I can still learn to do something and express myself that way. There are different things that people can do in order to make life continue to work for them. So, if I have a message from this episode, it, it's that. There are things that you can do to continue to make life work for you. It, it doesn't have to be the end just because what, whatever you were doing doesn't suddenly work the same way anymore. There are other things, other ways to make it work that will help you accomplish whatever it is you're trying to do. And that, that's the message that I want to share with people. So thank you for listening. I will talk with you later.